We're back with another episode of Only Sport. This week, Stephen May and Michael Hibbard. These boys used to play defence together. Their chemistry is elite. The banter is elite. But I must say, some of the stories shared on this podcast had me stumped. Some amazing stories, some really tough times they've both gone through and how they've fought out of them. And then some really interesting stories. Like, did you know Maisie's a pilot? He flies planes. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, that's enough from me. Let's dive into the podcast. You're going to absolutely love this one. We all love an impressive performance on the field. And now, thanks to our latest sponsor, Pilot, you can have an impressive performance in the bedroom too. Pilot provides Aussie men with the clinical tools to treat bedroom issues like erectile dysfunction and premature ejaculation. Not a fan of the doctor's office? Pilot is all online, so you can sort it out right now over the phone. And with free delivery Australia-wide, you can be back on your game in no time. Head to pilot.com.au today and get started. Play hard until the final whistle with Pilot. Aces, I know I always go on about the Rixies, but I got huge news. We have all our styles and colors restocked on the website right now. It's been months. We ran out of stock, but we're back. Get online, grab some sunglasses at rickseyewear.com.au right now and use our little discount code ACES if you want a 20% discount code on the house. Righto, let's get into the show. Boys, welcome to the Roland Media Studios. Happy New Year. What's been happening? Back into training, mate. Uh, feeling very sore, a bit jealous of the pig right now who's just been sitting on the couch. So, um, What's it like yeah. having the great man or uh, well, not having him there? You know, it's a bit weird. Oh, mate, I was saying to him before, I said, uh, I saw him before we came and I said, mate, it sucks without you there. <laughs> just because Melky's been in rehab um, and, you know, we've got a really young team and usually we just, us just hang out and, you know, talk smack. Do you feel day. old? Mate, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm sitting in there, there's like me, Gorney, <laughs> Tommy McDonald, and I'm just kind of like, everyone's, all these young guys telling jokes and showing TikToks and stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely old now. Like, what, what is it like? What's the one thing you, when they're carrying on um, all the younger guys, which we all were one day, like what is one thing that you're outdated with? Is it TikTok? Or I is think it- it's TikTok, yeah. I didn't. I, you just got TikTok, didn't you? Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I still <laughs> don't have TikTok. I hate to admit it, but I did, purely because I go on Insta and I, I don't really go on up for anything apart from those reels now and have a giggle at them. And I'm like, oh, my mates keep going, this TikTok's awesome for that. So now I don't, I don't have this any TikTok's followers. TikTok's awesome for that. So, yeah, I do have TikTok. but um, Follow him. Probably Pinky yeah, Hibbard. Yeah, no, I think it's Hibbo1414 uh, for everyone out there. Have you, put a, have you, have you uploaded a TikTok nah, yet? No, nah, I never will. One of those creepy blokes with the, uh, <laughs> the no user kind of uh, display picture. <laughs> commented, gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, um, that was the one thing, especially in my last, yeah, uh, with the young boys, they they're doing the dances sometimes. Yeah, I, I just didn't get it. Like, <laughs> so what's and are we getting old? But um, I'm sure Maisie's uh, got another couple more years of cop on that, and I'm I'm probably glad I'm out to be honest. <laughs> what about the rig, Hivo? Like, have you been? Um, have you? Uh, there's like the weight that the one year you yeah. come out, they've got rid of the weight thing, which oh. um, which you know, I'm sure you would. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's got, your thoughts on that as well? Well, yeah, I'm wearing a shirt to bed to the beach. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's not getting much tan at the moment. I, I will uh, – you don't follow the scales I've found is when you retire because I'm not going to the gym as much, so I'm not putting muscle weight on, but I'm not losing weight. I'm not gaining weight. I'm pretty much staying the same weight, but it's getting pretty hard to look at. <laughs> 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 so I, I, I'm, I'm committing – I didn't have a New Year's resolution, but um, I am, I'm try, starting to try to get in the gym. I started running. I went for a jog today. It was, an, it was pretty painful. Um, so – 
hopefully it can start falling off me. I know it's probably a long shot, but I'll, I'll try anyway. That's great. So you've just indulged. Like since I finishing, did. you know, we're, we're going to do a one-on-one podcast. Tommy talks later, but while we've got the great man, like if you just let yourself go, like, you know, haven't trained, haven't touched a weight, haven't even gone for a trot. I went for a couple early um, and then, you know, I've had a, a good couple of months where I haven't done a lot of training. I've been went to the gym a little bit here and there just to burn enough calories to, you know, fit the pots in on the weekend, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll start chipping away at it now and hopefully uh, the weight falls off me. But I, did, I didn't have a great diet when I when I was playing, training every day. <laughs> and you didn't do you – I'm, I'm shocked because you didn't do gym. No, that <laughs> But too, now you're so doing gym. Have yeah, to, you I have to, man. You, kinda, you, you actually realise you need to feel good as well. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to sweat. But when you're playing footy, you just do it. You don't even think about it. Yeah, you get forced. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't look like much of a footballer when I was playing, so imagine now I'm going to go on a couple more months. But, Are you going to put the boots on again? I think I, think I will at some point. Um yeah, I haven't signed anywhere yet. Oh, hang on. He hasn't signed. I've got, <laughs> mate, I've got me mate, Matty Vanello from Greenvale. He's been going at me. Hey, Bonners, if you need someone, Evo's right here. The amount of blokes that hit you up about, oh. hey, mate, can you afford this guy's number? It's crazy. The local footy leagues, they're, they're all after someone. So, mate, you just – you just let them know. Maybe well, you want to, where should they hit you nah, up? You obviously been, don't want the number I, I don't, out there. I don't, I, don't, I don't want anyone else to hit me up. I've had <laughs> about 70 clubs ring me and I'll tell them the same thing. I'll make a call in Feb or something and uh, we'll see. He'll probably be closer to home now, I think about. Give um, us some smart. feedback on that, like in terms of what are you What are you going to make a call on? Is it the club's culture? Is it the winning? Is it the cash? <laughs> be honest with us. Like there's clearly, I reckon there's a bit of everything, but what's the one thing that you kind of, you know, is going to help you? Skin folds policy. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think right now, um, you know, as much as I miss the boys and, and training every day with them, I don't really miss, I don't think I'm missing footy as much as I thought I would. Um, and right now I'm not, too motivated to jump out and, and play anywhere. So I think at some point I'll probably get itchy feet, but I'm not going to um, jump in and make a decision now to play anywhere if if I don't think um, I'm that keen on playing right now. I know at some point I will, um, and that'll probably come in, you know, once the games start, I'll just go, all right, I'll, um, I'll play somewhere and sign somewhere. And it, I think it probably will be closer to home and somewhere that's easy to go to and have a kick and, and probably – Hopefully know a few of my mates or, or whatever that is. But um, right now it's probably the last thing on my mind. Well, it is the last yeah. thing on my mind. Of, uh, you know, I've got two kids I'm trying to trying to hang out with every day and uh, they're causing me, mad, causing me grief and driving me mad. But um, <laughs> I'm loving every minute of that. Oh, that's brilliant. Nah, very good. Well, yeah, ease up on the great man if you are looking for him, Bonners. <laughs> Let's dive in. Only sport. Uh, we had Benny Graham on last episode. He was fantastic talking about Tom Brady costing his career. And uh, it was actually – I, was, I actually Googled Benny and went on like YouTube because he said there's a lot of things on YouTube and it's just crazy when you sit there and watch, you know, a, a guy that we're in fantasy with, mates with, just what he's done and, <laughs> I mean, even you guys as well, we'll get to in a sec, but, yeah, it was great. It was, uh, it, it's awesome to talk about things and then and then kind of go see the real footage. But let's start. We'll talk about on the field with you guys growing up. What drew you to sport? Like who was it that kind of got you involved and, and uh, what sports were you playing? How old were you? When you did start playing, yeah, I um, I think my mum took me down to Auskick when I was about five or six. Um, yeah, I didn't. I met from memory. I didn't really like it too much because there was no games. It was just training, which, you know, funnily enough, still yeah. don't like training and I like games. So, um, and then you know I couldn't get enough of any sport at school. I loved PE. I couldn't wait for that period, and you know, and um, be asking the teacher in primary school, you know, if we if we we behave can we can we play you know softball or something can we do something like I just loved being outside and when I started playing um organized sport I played footy footy and rugby were my main two sports and Darwin there 
they run, you know, half of the year each. And then I played rugby and soccer in one of the years. And then I played footy and whatever else I could get, go fishing and stuff. So I just loved being outside and being around my mates and competing. So um, it was really like a no-brainer no for me. I didn't really think of anything else. Like, you know, I'd be in school, probably regretted that early, um, thinking I'm not going to be in here. I want to go and play sport. I yeah. don't want to do this. But as you get older, you realise it's pretty important. Um, <laughs> so had a bit of a tough um, – you know, bridging bridging the gap and in, in trying to get my education out once I got to high school. So yeah, that's I was I was just always uh, sport mad. That's that's great. What about you, Bo? Yeah, oh, for me, I, I had older brothers. Um, you know, Jeff was four years older than me, um, and like just a competitive household. My old man played a lot of footy. He was a pretty decent footy player down the down the peninsula. And just ask him, he just tell us <laughs> how good he was. But um, for me, it was pretty much whatever my brother wanted to do. I wanted to and. It, this is mad in the house, always sport, cricket, uh, big in golf actually, but footy was the one thing. I had mates that were, I was a young, um, I was young for my year level at school, so all my mates were always like, you know, nine months to a year older than me and they were playing when they were, you know, six or seven. I remember uh, playing under tens when I was like five, so I was playing with my brother and his mates when I was five and they were under tens because there was no sevens or eights or nines back then. Yeah. Um, and I think I was a bit timid early, but it probably – toughen me up a little bit, you know, having older brothers and playing uh, so young. But I just loved it. I loved the competing and I still do. I think the one thing about uh, being retired now is um, the com- the competitive side of not only um, game day but training and, you know, even ping pong in the locker rooms and the cricket and um, and all that stuff. Like it, it's just something that's probably ingrained in me from my old man and, and my brothers um, that I that I loved about football and gravitated to to it really really quickly and early, and um, I guess the, what helped as well. I was pretty good at it from from, from yeah. a young junior. I, I think I always used to say like I don't know why you know Matt keeps playing. He sits in the back <laughs> pocket. He hasn't had a touch all year. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> and I was over Matt's catching strays <laughs> over there. <laughs> I look back now. I look back now. I really respect that. But it's like that. Well, that's like golf for me. I'm, you know, not the best golfer you play with scratch golfers, but I just keep coming back because yeah. the passion you have for a sport. And I always had that with footy. I, I did smart. <laughs> Tip my toe into cricket. I wasn't very good, but um, I always made the Melbourne uh, Melbourne eleven for a leg spinner. The only uh, the only spinner in the team, so yeah. you needed a spinner. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, I you know, love golf now. Um, try to get out as much as I can, but yeah, footy was always number one, and um, yeah, just that competitive nature that it brings. Yeah, well said. Back to you, Maisie, with rugby. Like, was that something that you were really good at as well? Like, knowing your attributes on the footy field, like, were you ever thinking, oh, maybe I'll focus more on rugby than footy? Mate, I was to be honest, I was a lot better at rugby. Like, I think I, I, at the young age, I was a lot bigger than everyone already. So, um, it wasn't sort of as technical. You know, they'd give it to me, and I'd just run and like <laughs> stiff arm them. They'd put the ball on the ground. <laughs> Still does that. And, I, yeah, and and then because of my footy, my footy background, uh, they'd kick the ball up a lot. You know, in the end zone, and and I'd just jump. Everyone takes chess marks in rugby, mm. and I'd just take it out in front and. You know, I didn't find it that hard. Yeah. Um, you know, in footy, I'm doing it and I've got someone punching me in the back of the head. Um, I was a forward. So I just found it and then, I'd, you know, I'd play like representative and that's – and I, I liked it. I did I did like it. But a lot of my really good mates were playing footy, AFL. Um, so that was kind of where my passion was. And um, I was lucky I didn't have to pick one or the other while I was in Darwin because the season would finish, then rugby season would start. And mm. I would finish, footy season would start. So um, – 
yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, you know, I still love watching rugby when I can. And, um, but I think, you know, I think being from Darwin, a lot of trailblazers from Darwin, you know, Michael Long, Michael McLean, like Andrew McLeod, all these guys were um, doing good things in the AFL. And in Darwin, AFL was massive. So that was something I really wanted to aspire to and, um, you know, represent sort of Darwin and, and, and make it. So, um, but I do love rugby. I still love playing rugby. We play touch rugby sometimes at training. It does my head in that guys don't know how to play. And like, but that's just, it's, I'm too competitive with that sort of thing. But even when I went down to Melbourne Grandma, I played touch rugby in, in the spring with the athletics and stuff. So I tried to play it when I could. But when I came down south, I couldn't, rugby was running the same time as footy. So yeah, just sort of got the flick in the end. Who's your favorite like player to watch now? Like we've obviously got a few in our fantasy group. Yeah. But who's, who's someone that you like, to, you follow? Like, was there a team that you follow? It's funnily enough, I went I went for Melbourne Storm when I was in back in Darwin, but I was a mad Greg English fan. Um and then um I went down to the to the Suns. So I started going watching the Titans. Um team kept rolling over a fair bit, so it's hard <laughs> to get a favorite player. And then I came down to Melbourne Demons and we trained with the Storm. So was, for oh. me, I was like and like Cam Smith was still playing, Billy Slater was still playing, he lived out the road from me. I was like through starstruck, you know, like these guys are watching yeah. playing State of Origin. Cam uh, Munster's strutting around and like, you know, Christian Welsh, we've got all these guys and you start talking to them. Uh, Ado Carr was there as well when I got there. And they were just, they're just blokes, like, they're just really good blokes. And all the footy boys, the Victorians, like, no, oh, it's Storm, you know, whatever. Like, and I'm walking around going, you know, this this player, this, this player, he's played, you know how many origins he's played, you know, mm-hmm. like they know, they have no idea. Yeah. Well, um, and you get to know them and they're just, <laughs> just real laid back um, lads, the fellas. rugby boys, as you know now, oh, yeah. being in fantasy with them. So, um, I love money. I've watching him watching him play. He's just got that bit of arrogance, confidence about him, and he like doesn't take himself too seriously. Like pumps himself up and pots himself. Um, he's 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 hilarious. He's hilarious like, he's like, he is so funny and he's so talented. You know, so like he just makes me laugh every time I see him. And then you watch him live on TV, and he hardly smiles. He's just attention he's to detail. He's so um, he's so good. He, and they all are. They all got different roles. Yeah, he's but, massive, yeah. and he's been posting in the off season. Trying to do some leg weights. It's so funny, man, because he's <laughs> he's about 100 kilos, I reckon, and he's 80 up here. He's got these little skinny legs. But he's been putting a lot of work in. I've been respecting it. But oh, I've seen I a keep couple sending of, them to him <laughs> going, nice, mate, looking good. Well, I've seen a couple of money, the little quarter squats <laughs> yeah, on those little heel raises. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to work on his Yeah, life. doing all, the, all that but kind of stuff. But then you watch him playing big, big games, Stefan blokes, stiff arming blokes. You know, these big props, massive guys, 120 kilos. And you just think, how does he do it with those little legs? But credit to you, money. He's a star. Just natural. No good at fantasy, though. Nah, shocking. <laughs> they came back late, the boys. They did. They, yeah. finished they high did come back. Us, they though. did come back. I don't know who it was, but they got their team going. Um, what What about uh, you blokes? If you, if, What would you be doing, you reckon, if, if sport wasn't around? So, just, you know, we. I, I'll, I'll put my hand up at school. I was horrific. I was exactly like you. Just couldn't wait to – get in class and make people laugh and then get out of class and go muck around. Um, what, what do you think you'd be doing if it wasn't for sport? Like Dion Prestia went, he'd be fruit and wholesale and foot scraper, the old man, <laughs> he, and he genuinely was like, that was me. So where do you reckon you'd be if you didn't, uh, I guess, if you were like Matt in the back pocket and couldn't get a kick <laughs> in a straight body? Well, Matt, 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 <laughs> Matt probably turned out to be uh, quite a successful bloke, to be honest. He didn't... Um, <laughs> Push footy, I know that for a fact. Uh, <laughs> um, but for me, I, I was the same as you. I was, um, and still do, like making me mates laugh and I was like that in the class and it's, uh, it was, school wasn't for me. Like uh, I didn't I didn't enjoy it. I liked, 
you know, the the friendship part of it and hanging out with people every day. I left um, you know, halfway through year 11, uh, started a trade um, as a plumber and quickly found out that wasn't for me either. Um, <laughs> Playing with shit. <laughs> yeah, I was slapping roof tin, uh, like tin roofs on um, for a couple of years and, and then I was a forklift driver for a few years and <laughs> I got drafted out of there and um, I remember I hadn't been, I just missed out in the draft, um, you know, rookie draft come up and I and I told my boss, nah, mate, mate, I hadn't even been rookie draft yet. Didn't, well, didn't have a lot of interest and told him, no, I'm packing my boots, I'm leaving and uh, I'm lucky I got picked up that draft <laughs> because I didn't have a job on Monday. But I was always in that in that field to, to answer your question about what I might be doing. I, I was always probably dipping towards sales. Um, I remember looking up, you know, I was working in a stainless steel company, but I remember thinking they've got a pretty cushy job up there. They have to speak to people on the phone and get paid quite well. I like talking to people. Um, I probably I probably would have pushed towards that. Thank God that that didn't happen because, um, you know, I loved playing footy for as long as I did and it's probably going to push me towards some more stuff that I, I want to do. But, um, yeah, I, it's who knows? Like yeah. it's one of those things, sliding door moments when I got drafted and then I yeah, I had 13 years in the AFL and very grateful for the time I had. But, yeah, I don't know, but I reckon if I was to guess, it probably would have been towards sales or I probably could be driving the forklift with the high-vis on. I'm not sure. <laughs> that's great. Well, that's very good. What about you, Maisie? Um, well, I'm, I'm assuming, like, if I wasn't on the PGA Tour, I'm sure we would have gone away from sport. <laughs> yeah. um, in Darwin, I had this guy I played footy with. Uh, he, was, he was an older guy, but I really looked up to him and he was a sparky. And I just Say thought, his name, you'll love it. Ah, uh, no. Nah. <laughs> his name's Danny Arujo. Um, but he he just had a really good – I just thought he had everything, you know, because I was from Darwin, like not a great area, and he'd come to training. He had like had a ute, but that was pretty cool, you yeah. know, for everyone else, but everyone else was driving. And he, I sort of asked him, you know, what do you do for work? He's a sparky. And I was just like, man, I want to be, be him, you know. I want to play, play for the Crocs, like my local club. Be a sparky and drive that Ute like, him. like I was, <laughs> that was pretty much. I would have been content with that. Yeah. Um, but as I sort of got through, you know, when I ended up going to Melbourne Grammar and then learning there's a lot of different career paths and a lot of high paying jobs than sort of what I was thinking at the time. Um, you know, I started sort of thinking, why not do something different? So I've been doing my pilot's license. I would like to be a pilot. Um, so hopefully when I finish footy, I go into that. Um, but that was probably something I wouldn't have had the access to do without getting drafted and having the money because you got to pay as you go. Mm. Um, and at the time in Darwin, I wouldn't have been able to afford flight school. So to answer your question, as a young guy, I wanted to be a sparky like Danny. Um, and now playing footy and being able to, you know, look into different avenues, I'd, I'd like to fly a plane. So, um, of course, if the PGA Tour knocks me back, um, <laughs> I understand with the live golf going on, there's probably a bit of, bit of ruckus happening. So, um, but yeah, that's... That's sort of me. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, Lee Colbert, he's in that. Yes. Cause, so Captain. my mum used to work at Ansett Simulator Centre. So she was. Oh. She used to book them all in. And I remember he was, I think he might have been still playing when I was a little kid. And she's like, oh, we had a um, player come through today. So he's one that rings a bell. There's a couple others. But have you? do you guys have a relationship? Or no, do you talk I've about actually it? got a contact um, with, through him saying you can talk to him whenever and all that sort of thing. I've just sort of, my advice at the moment is just that I've received is just keep knocking out your commercial licence, you know, and then, um, you know, you get. I've had a couple of things with Virgin um, up on the Gold Coast, um, going up, flying their simulators and a bit of relationship with them, but um, you can't really do much to get your license, so I'm just, just chipping away at that yeah. at the moment. It's, uh, it's hard, especially coming to Melbourne. The weather, you know, I'll have a Tuesday over to fly and the weather's just fine and then it sucks on a Tuesday over, so I can't fly. Next week comes along, you know, we play 
on a Friday night. So our schedule changes. I can't fly Tuesday. And then, you know, it just mm. gets a bit difficult. But, you know, I'll look to punch out a fair few hours this year. Um, that's something I didn't know. That, that, that's really cool. I mean, that's something that's very scary as well. Would you jump straight in with the, the great man? Uh, he's already he's, said he won't come <laughs> in. He, he's got um, – You'd be able to correct me. What license you got? Where you can fly someone with you? And he's recreational like, oh, we'll, license. yeah, recreational license. And he goes, oh, we'll go play King Island. Um, he goes, I'll fly us over. I said, be stuffed you're flying me. Jokes on him. I don't even want to get in the car with him, let alone a plane. Um, but yeah, obviously he's qualified to do that. It's, um, maybe I'll um, flip a coin one day and we'll do it. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it is. It's pretty. It's, it's a crazy. Sick, sick job. Is it's, it like? Is it? Uh, you know, you, you learn how to drive a car and when you start, it's very scary. Now you just, it's autopilot. Like, um, like it's very dangerous. So how, how many hours have you done? Like, give us a little bit more on this. Right. Cause I'll, um, just to go back to Pig's point, <laughs> one, would be using one set of clubs because the weight and balance would be out of the <laughs> aircraft, right, if, we, if both of us were going to go to King Island. So we'll have to decide on that. But um, I've done, a, I've done a, I can only fly one. Definitely only one passenger if he's coming. So, um, <laughs> but these are a lot of the things you learn because you fly little Cessnas, right? They're very small. But I've done about 80 hours. I'm going to do 150 hours. On your own? No, on my own about 20. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, but a lot of it's just with your instructor and then you, you pretty much do your lesson with the instructor. Well done, you know, pass, comp- competent. Then you do that same lesson on your own the next week, kind of so you show the instructor you can do it. Then you go back to theory. So we're learning next, do the lesson with the instructor. Next week, do that same lesson without me. You can do whatever you want, really, because nobody knows what you're doing, but it's about preparing you for these scenarios. So, um, yeah, that's sort of that's sort of where I'm at at the moment. At the moment, I'm doing um, solo navs, which are pretty – navigation, sorry. So planning a flight around Victoria and then executing on my own. You know, we don't get to use the iPads and all that with all the GPS. We have to do old school with the big map. You know, you've got a massive map like this. Yeah. Trying to do these points, trying to check if you can see this mountain. You should be seeing it. This is the part where it gets scary. You know, we should be seeing it, um, you know, at 610. We should see this mountain on our left. It's getting towards 610. There's no mountain. And you're starting to get worried. But it's amazing how much um, sort of landmarks – don't really appear until actually when you're at the at the point, and especially at the altitude you fly at. So um, that bit's a little bit scary because there's no one to look at. You know, as they say, when you fly on your own, you don't look right because that's where your instructor is. Because once you look right and you realize he's not there, you start second guessing everything you're doing. But um, yeah, and then the other thing is is landing or, or landing's fun, but it's the bit that gives you a bit of a thrill. And the other one that's in Marab, I fly at a Moorabbin Airport. It's very busy is when the air, air traffic controller is asking me to um, spot traffic, you know, there might be a fl- plane flying, and you can't, he's asking you if you sighted it and you're like, no, nah, uh, <laughs> still looking. Uh, <laughs> and you're getting nervous because the mid-air collision is the part you're talking about is dangerous. Everything else is pretty fine. Like, you know, planes are really amazing aircrafts and they're very safe and if you know what you're doing. But if you run into someone in mid-air, there's no, yeah, yeah, you're done. Over. So um, that's probably where I get, you know, the most bit of nerves, especially when you They've asked you the th- for the third time, have you seen this plane yet? And you're like, no, nah, mate, I'm still looking Have you had it. any close encounters? Nah, it's very safe. Like the air traffic controllers, their job is unbelievable. The way that they can navigate and separate all these aircrafts, different engines, different speeds, different wake turbulence coming out of the back of them, like, and they make sure it all sort of works. Man, it's incredible. Like I, I sit at, you know, Melbourne Airport, Tullamarine Airport, waiting for our flights to – 
Thailand or wherever we're going, Ibiza or something. Um, <laughs> and I'm just watching like all these jets take off and I'm seeing these guys are doing like they got a lot of responsibility on their shoulders. Yeah, you're right. You know, hundreds of passengers, hundreds of millions of dollars in flights and planes and insurance and these big oh, companies. It's crazy. Mate, it's crazy. Yeah, but, it's crazy. What about just back on this, when you're landing, because I've, so I've been in a simulator center, like obviously mum was there, so it's, it's, and it's, it's like you're in a plane obviously and they let you fly it or, you know, someone you're with flies it. It's pretty pretty crazy. You can literally, you know, set it up to be anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, you say you get a bit of the feeling when you when you land it. Like what what is it about that smooth landing? Like well, when like, you're in those small planes, they go pretty hard, don't they, when they land? Well, yeah, yeah, well, they shouldn't. You should be landing them smoothly. But the thing is when you come down a bit too hard, it, this is really – this is the part I'm talking about it's the, where the nerves It's embarrassing, right? So if there's a jet star sitting there and there's a pilot who's probably been flying for 20 years waiting for you to land so he can take off and you're coming in, like coming down, <laughs> trying to – to get towards the runway, uh, equivalent to like hitting a shank in goal for, yeah. you know, hitting offside of your boot and footy <coughs> is a, called a bounce or a balloon. So you come in too hard and you hit the runway and you start flying again. <laughs> <laughs> and now you've, got to, now you've got to get the plane down again before you run out of runway. But luckily we're flying on long runways. But that's that's the equivalent of a shank somewhere. The guys, <laughs> the, anyone that's watching is going, especially if your instructor's in there, all right, you can tell them like they, you both have your controls. You know, he's like, you know, you got this. You, once you see his fingers coming up to the control, you sort of you can tell he doesn't really trust you. <laughs> and I'm sort of going, mate, you're making me nervous by doing that. Put your hands, like, let me land it. So that's the sort of bit where you're a bit like, I just want to nail it. And you, you're sort of gliding above the runway, slowly touch down, and if it's smooth, you're like, oh, that was, yeah, that was awesome. But oh yeah, you're bouncing and you're trying to recover it, and you're just like, you start getting like your skin starts getting hot. Oh well, you, you get, start sweating, you feel nervous, you, you get think sweaty, what, don't you? Yes, oh, yeah. so. That's I hate, the sort I hate of landing. I did, you know, especially overseas. I was flying around Europe last year. There's a couple of dodgy air. Like, yeah. There's a lot of bouncing going on, mate. It's exactly. Still, yeah, I've still, I don't matter how many times I fly, I still watch out the window of landing and takeoffs, like every time. Like it's just a little bit of nerves there every time. I'm I'm a pretty good flyer when I'm right up there because I, I think if it, they conk out, at least we can glide somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's oh, what, yeah. I just pictured like one day we're going to roll into this, we're going to go probably Virgin, we're going to go in and we're going to be going on a big golf trip and Maisie's going to pop his head out and go, sit down, boys, we're about to take off and you'll be the pilot when we, like, and we get out. That would be the dream. That would be the dream. Although I'd probably have a bet. 20 guys walk off the plane. So yeah, no, that's, that's good. Great. Nah, well done, mate. I've heard, I don't know many people are doing that. It's all the best and great insight. Um, great insight. Back to footy. Um, let's get back into our only sport questions here. What are some uh, challenging moments you boys have been through uh, in your career that maybe you haven't spoken about before or you have? And how did you overcome them is probably the most important part of it. I'll start with you, Hibo. Uh, oh, probably for me it was um, or the Essendon drug saga was uh, was one that's well publicised. Uh, went on for I was I think I was in my second year when it kind of started happening and went on for as long as I was at um, at Essendon, uh, which was five or six years. Um, and then obviously I, I you know, which was tough, you know, in the media all the time. Uh, at times you you felt very uncomfortable to even go out in public. Um, going to family events and stuff because it was so publicised and you were starting to question whether you'd done the right thing, the wrong thing. Um, you know, as players, I felt like we did everything we could. Um, but, you know, there was that scrutiny that we were copying and, um, you know, you did stop going to birthdays or, or family events just to avoid the questions that we were getting all the time. So that was a pretty tough time in my footy career. Um, 
you know, going to Melbourne was, was great for me. Um, I, I knew I needed a fresh start. I started to lose, not passion, but a little bit of motivation because, you know, we used to call them crisis meetings when we were at Essendon. Like, yeah, you, know, you get to the cl- club, all right, all right, we're in there again. There's AFL P- PAs there and we get got a meeting where we're talking about what's going on again. We we got up to about 170 of them, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe over-exaggerated a little bit, bit there. But, um, you know, that, when you're doing – when that was happening all the time and then the cameras are at training a bit more and it's not for the positive reasons, um, I lost a little bit of, um, you know, motivation and just, you know, you were just going and ticking a box when you went to training. And I, I know as, a, as an athlete you, you can't do that. You need to strive and you need to motivate yourself and – and do more than just ticking a box. You need to do extra recovery, extra weights, extra running, um, you know, all that stuff. And that was starting to wear on me a little bit. And the move to Melbourne was a perfect um, perfect thing for me at the time. I could go to a new group, new group of coaches, new group of teammates and and improve my worth uh, in, in that way. And um, it just gave me that fresh start I needed and gave me the motivation again to um, – yeah, to prove people right or wrong or whatever they thought about how I was going. Um, you know, a year off um, in Europe with the boys was it was a, a positive uh, silver lining to the whole whole situation. But a year off, you know, in what I thought was my, my prime, 26, 27 is probably you're hitting your straps around then. And, you know, that was heartbreaking at the time. But in hindsight, it's, uh, it was probably the best thing for me. I ended up having a pretty good year, um, you know, in 2017 when after the year off and, you know, we went on and won a flag and, um, you know, had 13 years and thought I had a pretty fr- fruitful career considering um, some of the some of the setbacks and um, adversity I've had to, I had to face. Um, yeah, another one was probably my brother passing in 2020, which, um, you know, that, that was a tough time. So we, you know, my brother died and, um, you know, I had my family. Obviously, we were mourning the loss of him and, you know, you go pack up and you have to go over uh, to Sydney and, and then Queensland to the hubs. And not having you know your family there around you, and for me to be around them, um, that was probably that was a really tough one as well. And you know, we got through it in the end. It was a it was a tough year, but um, the best thing about footy club when you're going through some tough uh, tough times is you've got everyone around you. Like especially you know when the Essendon thing happened, I was going through it with all my teammates, and that was the per- that was a perfect thing for me. Cause, uh, you know, I like being around friends and family, and um, you know, the hard thing with my brother not being around my family, but the footy club with my family and uh, I was able to work through those tough periods because I had a footy club behind me and yeah, very grateful for that and um, yeah, I'm glad I, I pushed through and, and, and you know, finished the career the way, you know, the one that I had and um, yeah, I'm pretty proud of the adversity that I was able to face and, you know, um, now onto a, you know, another lifetime of whatever it is coming but I'm sure adversity will Come and go, but um, you know, I feel like I'm I'm strong enough to be able to deal with it because of the experiences that I've had. Nah, well, well said, mate. And sorry again to hear about that. And mate, it's it's inspiring. I obviously being an Essendon man, followed you real closely, younger, and and obviously then started playing. But that the family stuff, and then explaining what you've overcome. There's a lot of people out there. It's what I do love about these podcasts is they probably look up to you boys as athletes, and then they get to know you a little bit more as people. But uh, explaining, you know, all that hardship and all that adversity and then kind of how you overcome it, it's, it's brilliant. Um, and no doubt someone out there will relate to that. And, and you, mate, you had a great career. Not many people would have – well, not a lot have done what you've done, just winning a flag, but overcoming – even that Asada, like you forget about – you kind of forget about it if you're not involved in it, but you boys certainly don't. And, um, yeah, it's really well said, a footy club – 
like Melbourne was probably another uh, a great way to kind of get over it, just get a fresh start and thrive. So, yeah, well said. What about you, Maisie? Is there anything uh, that you've gone through that's uh, that's been tough and kind of how did you overcome it a bit like what Hibo said? Yeah, I think um, my first year at Melbourne, um, I was really excited for my f- fresh start, um, coming from the Gold Coast. And I didn't really expect what happened. Um, when I got here, I was, I was touted as being like fat, um, unfit, all these things, even though like based off my running, what I was doing on the Gold Coast, I was, I was right in where I'd normally be. Mm. Um, but I think, I guess they just had high, high standards or expectations of me being a high profile recruit. Um, never been a great runner. So the 2K is not a great way to judge me, but that's what they did. Um, and in the preseason, you know, you can't really play games on the weekend to win their trust or anything back from the media or your fans. So <clears throat> It's pretty hard. Um, it's a long wait. You know, you just you're busting your ass, and I was I took it pretty personally and tried to work really hard and get really fit, and I did. Um, I, I knew I was pushing myself a bit too much at my age. I was about 26, 27, actually, like Pig said, and um, I had a bit of soreness and stuff going on. But it was like, you know, I just need to push through this. You know, and get to the season and get to round one. Oh, sorry, we didn't get to round one. We got to the last um, NAB Cup game, and I got suspended for hip and shoulder. Um, very minor, but got missed the first week. Um, so then I finally got my debut and my f- finally time to um, turn up and improve, get the fans on my side and prove the media wrong and I tear both my groins off the bone. Oh. Um, fully gone. I'm playing on Gary Ryan, mind you, at the time in danger. They were swapping out of the goal square and I, I couldn't <laughs> oh, move. Geez. And the coach goes, you reckon you can just play deep? I said, mate, I'm playing on rolling in danger. I, I, I can't even play on them normally and you want me to play on them with no groins. <laughs> Obviously, we both didn't know what injury I had um I was just sort of running weird and um I had no power and I just couldn't like, tell my brain like go like go tell my body it just wouldn't happen and anyway it's got scans I was actually really relieved that there was something really bad because I felt like a bit of an idiot mm. everyone's like you just paid all this money to get this guy here and ran shit in the 2k and played shit in his first game yeah and now he's injured no I was like please be something wrong because mm. this would be really embarrassing so anyways 12-week, 13-week injury. Um, throughout that period, you know, I was training, trying to get back. I was starting to go well. My, me and my girlfriend broke up and um, it was a pretty tough breakup. And I went to the pub, had a few beers on my own, got photographed having a beer. Um, oh, I remember that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blew up. It was on all the page, all the news and stuff. And the I first was, thing I realized when I moved to Melbourne, how, how yeah, big the media is, yeah. you know. It was yeah. a Sunday Arvo. Sunday, uh, was college lawn. Nah, uh, it's at Harlow. Yeah, Harlow. And, um, Great spot to have. I didn't one, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can go to the pub and probably get away with that, but Maisie couldn't. I was, yeah. I, even I was shocked. Like, I was like, give the bloke. Well, they just, yeah. uh, it's a good story, you know, like just yeah. what you just said. It just yeah. makes sense just, for the, for the, the naysayers. The yeah. 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 It just was like, oh, he doesn't take it. He doesn't appreciate his position. He's not taking the club seriously. All these things. I had no idea. Anyways, good you rang me. He's very angry. Um, and I said, mate, calm down. I'll just. Had a couple of beers. My missus waiting to go to the airport. We'd just broken up. Like, I didn't want to be at home with her. Like, I've been going out and had an all-nighter. Like, I'm coming to train tomorrow. Like, what's, mm. I was sort of like, what's the big deal? You're in rehab. You can't drink. I said, yeah, I know that, but I just had a breakup. He goes, no, you can't drink. That's the, that's the rules. I'm like, just hung up. Like, sorry, I'll stuff this, you know. Like, um, I don't really care. Not, not a big deal. Didn't realize I was going to be in newspaper tomorrow and all the footy talk shows. And I just got absolutely dragged through the – Burner, mate. It was it was very tough, and I didn't know what to do. I had to stand up and apologize to my teammates, and I told them what happened. And they were like, "What are you apologizing for? Like you just 
Yeah. They, they, all, they almost said, don't go to the pub next time. I didn't really have any friends mm. yet because I wasn't playing games. I was injured. Yeah. And then it's hard to sort of relate and get to build those relationships because you're just away in your rehab. You're away from the team. Mate, you're, you're in a different mm. program. You don't even get to know the coaches, your teammates. Don't even really have any mates at the club yet. Um, and they're like, mate, sorry you went for that. You should have come to my house and had a few beers. Should have. And I said, yeah, but I didn't really know you. I didn't really – wasn't just rink rock up at your house. So that was really tough. And I, I sought out some advice. You know, this is really hard. What have I done? I should have stayed on the Gold Coast. I, you know, I've made a, made a blunder here. Um, on the Goldie, I could have had 10 beers at the pub and I would have been fine. <laughs> um, so anyways, I got some good advice saying you get to, you know, no one cares what you got to say. Just get fit again. And it sounded like, I was like, oh, I just did that. You know, get fit again. Show them how good you are. I'm telling you, they'll jump back on your side. And I was like, it's not going to happen. That's not going to work. I'm, these guys are ruthless down here, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, another big preseason. Got to my next year. It was 2020. We're in the hub, um, way away from Melbourne, thankfully. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> probably had my best year, um, runner-up in the best and fairest. We just missed finals. And that year, like in the hub, probably helped build those relationships with my teammates because we had to um, build their trust. I was obviously playing good football. Coaches were back on me. Media was back on me. Um, you know, I was a great recruit and all this stuff, uh, which was good to read after <laughs> reading a lot of uh, negative things. And then, you know, it sort of, propelled my career at Melbourne because even though it when we when it was able to play good and then end up winning the flag like made it almost sweet and I don't wish that on anyone to go through that to then but the fact that it did happen it was kind of like I won that I had that medal and I was just like oh this is just everything I wanted and more and even better given that I wanted to go home and I was, I was hating it down here so yeah now you play in front of 90,000 at the G and you know the fans love you it's 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 a surreal feeling you know like just yeah, it takes it takes a lot, you know. The Melbourne um, any AFL fans actually they doesn't take a lot for them to get off you, and it takes a lot of hard work to get them back on your side. So I'm glad for for now they're back on my side. So. It's really well said, and 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 I appreciate you sharing all the details because it gives context to it all. The main point for me, so we talk about how do you overcome them. Do you think when you spoke to someone, like I'm guessing that's yes. your sports no, psych, yeah. is that your advice to um, young? Because I'm thinking if there's another Maisie coming through the ranks, whether it be you know at another club or whatever. What was the one thing you kind of helped you get back in the gear? Was it that was that side? Yeah, I, I see. I was just thinking about my body and getting it fit, but you need to get your mind fit as well. Like you need to respect your brain. Brain can do some crazy things to you. So um, I spoke to our psych, which I never spoke to a psych before, so I didn't really think it was for me. Um, so I ended up speaking to the psych, and then I, just a couple of people I really respected and trusted, like Dean Solomon, he's ex, my ex coach at, at the Suns. Um, very hard on me, but very honest and. Um, you know, I sort of trust everything he says. So my, my advice would be um, seek help in terms of, you know, maybe you want to talk to a psych or someone like that, but also talk to people you respect and if and whatever and someone that's going to be honest with you. And if they're going to – whatever they tell you, take it on board and actually do it. Don't go, man, I was coming to you for a cuddle and you, you've given me the hard truth. Don't take it that way. Obviously, a cuddle would be nice, but how you're going to get better is this is obviously what's going on. They're seeing it from a different perspective. So I appreciated the hard truth and Simon Goodwin too. He was – he was hard on me and I couldn't believe it because he just recruited me, told me how much he wanted me on the team. I went, oh, I'm coming to Melbourne. Good, he's an awesome coach. And absolutely smashed me. And yeah. I was like, What's, I thought you liked me. He did love me. He loves me. But he didn't like what I was doing and he wanted me to be the player he thought he was recruiting and he, and he got it in the end. But by being hard and being honest. And he didn't just do that. He, he helped me through it. He didn't go, yeah. don't come back to my office until you're ready to play. He said, gave me the whack. Then said, "This is the plan. We're going to set out a plan, and we're going to get this right, and we're going to do it right and better next year." And we did. And to his credit, he, he did. So, 
Yeah, it's just <laughs> sometimes with those blokes, like they they can be your best mates, and you go there for a soft soft ear sometimes, and hope that they're going to have your back. But I reckon your true mates, especially when you're trying to be a professional athlete, get the best out of yourself. The ones that whack you between the eyes and are real honest with you, and where you have a laugh because we've come up with this saying over the years: "Don't get bitter, get better." And there's been times where. You know, Maisie will come to me and he oh, this is bullshit and I might do the same thing and he'll be like, no, mate, don't don't get bitter, get better. Like this is what's going on. Like, you know, you're running slow and you, you're fat. Like this probably, probably happened between me and him. But yeah. I'm just, that's an example. Nah, you know? it's a good one. I like um, it. And, we and, use and, it for know, everything. Yeah, Golf. We, yeah, we use it for get bitter, get whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is. I might use it against you boys for a few things. Yeah. But mate, it's a really mate. good one, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. And and my, I've had mates like, you know, Joe Watson was yep. a strong. We, we become really close, but he would, he would, Tell me the home truths and stuff I need to hear. And Jake Melksham's my best mate. He, he's the same, Maisie. Like we have these strong conversations with each other. But the people that are close to me that give me the honest feedback, especially over my footy career, and my wife's one now, but um, you know, she gives me real strong feedback. But <laughs> um, yeah, they're the people you respect more because they're your true friends. They're not the ones with the soft ear um, that are telling you what you want to hear. They actually care about you enough to tell you the truth. And I feel like you've got to surround yourself with people like that if you're actually going to get, be successful or, or get anywhere because um, they're the ones you want to make proud. They're the ones you, you want to change for and, um, yeah, they're the ones that ultimately help you. Yeah, well yeah, said. Well no, nah, it's, it's great advice. It's, that was my next point. Give some advice. Well, that's it. And, yeah, they're cold shoulder. It's not what you want when you need to uh, need to hear something. Let's flick the switch here. And boys, well done for sharing that. I love, um, yeah, as, as I said, yeah. These potties, they go anywhere, but some, uh, I really appreciate you boys kind of getting into those stories and uh, and sharing that. It's not easy and and um, no doubt it'll make someone's day because someone will be able to relate to it and apply um, some stuff that you guys have gone through and might even reach out. Who knows? Let's go to uh, some memorable moments on the footy field. I, I've always said you might have kind of spoken before and maybe, you know, you've both won premierships. Um but is there a moment that's really memorable that some people might forget or that you don't, you know, that's something that stands out? I'll start with you here, bro. What's a real memorable moment um, that you've got in your footy career where you might have done something pretty nice or a team team win? Um, I oh, Obviously the easy one's to say in the grand final and um, it was amazing and something I, I cherish now. I still look back at it every now and then when we you know, have a few beers and we talk about it and, I didn't yet. I think I had seven touches that day. I did nothing, but everyone remembers me running off with the cup. That's the first <laughs> yeah. thing everyone says, and I'm like, I don't know why I did it in that moment. I had a rush of blood. I finally got my hands on it because everyone was passing around. I just ran it and just did half a lap. the footage somewhere. It's, it's everywhere, but um, yeah, that's the one thing. After I retired, and you know, you get the best and fairest, and everyone's giving you a pat on the back. 90% of the people going, I love what you did with the cup. It wasn't loving what I did that day because I did nothing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was a, that's a real memorable one for me, um, you know, and oh, I guess, you know, my first goal at Melbourne, my first game was a really memorable one. You know, missing 18 months of footy and coming back, kicking a goal there on, on um, Anzac Eve was nice. But, yeah, definitely the run with the cup and it's the one that, uh, you know, my family, the supporters, everyone's, uh, it's memorable for them as well, so... That'd be uh, me for sure. Have you got it framed at home, like a big photo? No, it's funny. Uh, my missus, uh, for my birthday, she she's, you know, she used to be a photographer, so she cut off all these old photos um, from my footy career um, and, it, you know, it had the stats of, you know, thank you, Hibbo, 
um, how many games I played in the Australian Premiership and had a few comments from nice comments people had said across and the front cover of it is me with the cut like this. It's a, it's a sick photo. I'll, uh, I'll send it to you. Yeah, flick it across. That's great. Um, but, yeah, that's that would probably be me and, um, yeah, I barely let that thing go for about three days. I saw the boys. It's pretty hard to get out of my hands. So, um, yeah, it's, that's that's mine for sure and um, wish I could all do it again. But uh, they're behind me. Hopefully, Maisie can run the cup this year. That's it. Oh, that's awesome. What about you, Maisie? Um, yeah, I feel like the premiership's the easy one to like, but it's just it, it is like the most – like it was, it was crazy, man. The emotions that were going through – Especially in our backline meetings after goals, like Bonner just kicked his third. I think we're down by nineteen points. Nineteen points, and it, it was <laughs> they're going their way. So the the roller coaster of emotions and the, like, I was like, "Well, we're, we're going to lose this. Like, we, like we've come all the way here. We finally made it, and we can't. We're not going to stop. Like, like they're just they're killing us." Um. And then the, that turnaround and and being able to witness like what those guys did out of the mid, middle and kicking goals out of the center, um, you know, I was going off telling them to shut the game down. I said, <laughs> "Boys, hey, we got back in the game. Let's get to three quarter time." And they're like, "Yeah, all right, Maisie." And then sort of walked off. Bang! Another center bounce goal. All right, that's enough. All right. <laughs> I'm getting nervous. They're, they're going to start running forward. They're gonna, yeah, Bulldogs yeah, are going to yeah. and Bulldogs have great midfielders. So if they don't win it cleanly, they're coming back kicking another one over our head. So, and you had a bung hammy going, no, not yeah, a bung right. one, but like there's a, a grey area on your hammy. Yeah, do you have grey one hammy? It was, it was a full, full, tear, full tear, yeah. Full tear. Yeah. Is that um, public knowledge? Yeah, it is now, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I was a little bit of like that, like keep it away from us because I, I couldn't run. <laughs> I, was play, I was playing around Norton who's lightning. Yeah, quick. So I was, uh, I was nervous. But that next period of play, when we were watching, we didn't really go near the ball, Front but it was seats. like the most impressive bit of football I've ever seen live. And it was on our team and it was on grand final day. So you add all those things together. I was looking and going, well, we, might, we might do this, you know, get to three-quarter time, come out. Thought, you know, they're probably going to come at us again. We just piled them on. And I just couldn't believe what was happening. I was, I was honestly gobsmacked to the point Chris Matrucker comes down the back line sort of as an extra. And he sort of left his man. And I said, track man up. Like, get on it. What are you doing? And there's three minutes left. We're up by 70. And he goes <laughs> – Maisie, chill out, bro. Like, we're going to win. <laughs> and I was like, don't, don't tell me. What to, like, you get on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, Vines, and Vines is very similar to me. Vines is like, Track, get on him. Like, and I'm like, thanks, Vines. Like, and Track's smiling, waving at the crowd. Like, he's the, <laughs> no, he's got the Norm Smith pretty much. He's, <laughs> yeah. no, he's got a – but he's like, that's his, quarter, that's his character. Whereas Vines and myself are a bit like, it's not over till that yeah, time yeah, goes. Yeah, intense, and, yeah. Um, we laugh about that story now. Like, Track always, remember when you were having a crack at me? And I was like, yeah, it wasn't funny at the time, mate. I was, I was, <laughs> but then – just after that, like watching Pig get that, getting getting my medal. When I got my medal and I went back to the group because I was first number one, a lot like just staring at the medal. And I was just thinking about all that stuff that we spoke about before. And like it's, it's happened finally, like sort of felt like it, it was worth it. It's a movie, it. isn't it? When you like, especially on your own mind, you, you think about when you, and you know, on, the, on, yeah. <laughs> on the forklift, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, one minute yeah. on a forklift, next minute, yeah, you got the cup in your hand. Yeah, and that's I, literally like, what the mention, but like my brother, who doesn't come to many games, he's in Darwin, he's. Sorry, not the one I was talking about with Jeff, but he was in the pocket with a couple of my mates. So I've caught him out of the corner of my eye too. And then, like, I was like, wow, this is perfect. How good is this? And when what Maisie was saying before, when we just had front row seats to, you know, the midfield show, and we actually had a few minutes to go, oh, how good is this? Yeah. Like, you're sitting there and the crowd are losing it. 
You don't get that in grannies. And like Maze said, four minutes to go, you're still t- telling track the man up because you don't believe it until it's about to happen. But we did have a few minutes as a backline group, which gives me chills now thinking mm. about it, of just going, hey, hold on. We've got three minutes to so- soak this up on the field. We don't have to wait for the siren. We're going to enjoy it. And to the point where Christian Salem ran down the forward pocket and kicked the goal. And I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. why didn't I freaking do that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm worried about keeping my bloke to zero yeah, touches yeah, yeah. and no goals. And I should have ran down and kicked the snag. But, uh, yeah, it's, this is crazy memories. And um, the good thing is I can bask in it now and, and really think about it, whereas he's going to strap up and not get too carried away thinking about it because he can do it again. And um, yeah. well, that's a good thing about sport, I guess. Yeah, well said. Yeah, you're right. How many times you boys watch the replay? I haven't. Still no, haven't watched really? it. Really? No, I haven't watched it. No. Will, will it be like a, are you going to save it for the 10 year reunion well, or? Yeah, I don't maybe. Know. I've come this always far. always been real jealous. No, like, I think it's jealous. Yeah, I am jealous. I, I think I'll It's not a bad thing, well. but I yeah, just would love I to be more than seven touches, I reckon. I reckon I might have had maybe not even d- double digits. Yeah. I reckon I had a nine. Yeah, so. but yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't, and I was running around with one leg. So I've, I've, Mate, I remember it's hard watching yourself play. Yeah. On a good day, you're thinking, is that how I run? Is that where I look or I kick? And unless then I'm running around with one leg. Unless you've had 30. Yeah, the jumper's <laughs> tight. Yeah, gee, that jumper's a bit tight. <laughs> you get the jumper. Probably by shrunk it again. <laughs> Every week it got a bit tighter. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Cool. Well, well done. Well, we're going to dive into the halftime segment, boys. That's a bit of uh, – there's plenty more questions there. We've dived into a few and I love that. But, um, yeah, that's very good. Thanks for sharing. It's uh, bringing back some great memories. All right, it's halftime. It's our pilot halftime segment, our un forgettable flops. We've all had a few floppies in our time um, and it's time for you boys to recount a moment, an embarrassing moment on the field where you might have had a flop. Uh, one thing, that, before we jump into it though, one thing we love about pilot boys, I don't know about you, but you know when you're a bit crook or you need to go see a doctor, there's like nothing worse than having to go to the doctors, is there? No, nothing worse, mate. The lineup, oh. all that drama, you I'm just, gonna... you almost go, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Well, that's the thing with Pilot. You don't have to worry about that. You get your phone. You can book online. And if you need some, you know, you need some help, well, they're there to help you. So ACES20 at checkout. If you want to use our one-time discount code, uh, head to pilot.com.au and they will look after you. Uh, and you'll be able to, uh, if you know, you may be struggling in the bedroom, you'll be able to play to the final whistle with our friends at Pilot. Uh, you'll be hard as a rock. Righto, let's get into it. Unforgettable flops. Uh, let's think about a time on the field, maybe in life. I know Job got done around the Marby River. You were probably there when Swags caught him. Um, Dion said he used to get the runs pre-game. You probably would play him full back at the time. He was in the dunnies while Gaz was trying to get a sub. Uh, we've had blokes flop on the field, literally, or they've made a mistake. What would your pilot flop, unforgettable flop, be, Hibbo? Uh, for me, um, I, was, I spoke about it a little bit before about how you know, I, I missed a few drafts, finally helped my opportunity, and Essen rang me up to train. Um, you know, Friday afternoon, Friday morning, I trained with the boys doing the skills and all that, and you know, trained quite well. And yeah, thinking dra- the rookie drafts on Tuesday, I should be right. And I got the phone call that night saying, "Come down to the tan and and do the running." I thought, "Far out! I'm not a very good runner." As 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 I and don't matter how many years I was in the system, I still were not good. And at this point, I hadn't ran much over the off season. Is that you know, Frankston Frankston VFL preseason starts in like December, and they're asking me to run in November. I thought, "Wow, okay." Um, I finally got down there, you know, eight o'clock at the ten or seven o'clock at the ten, and 
you know, you have the the, a, the A's are the good runners, the B's are the, you know, they're pretty bloody good as well. And it goes up to E, you know. They, oh, do you up with the C, run with the C's? You know, David Zarakis, Jason Winlick, Jake Malksham. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to say no because I was trying to prove a point. I wanted to get drafted, wanted to make sure, you know, I'm, you know, put my best foot forward. <laughs> we had two 800s, four 400s and eight 200s or something like that and, after the two 800s, I was 70 metres behind my group where, like, I was so far behind it was embarrassing and the late, great Bruce Reed was the coach, at the, uh, the the doctor at the time, heard he was the coach and they're watching me and um, Reedy just steps out in front of me. I hadn't even got to the 400s yet and I was 60 metres, 70 metres behind on that second 800. I thought, how long is this next bit going to go for? <laughs> Reedy just stands in front of me and just says, stop. And I said, no, nah, mate, we're just going to keep going. Keep going. And I, I, I got – maybe another 50 metres and I look back at him and I just took him up on that offer. <laughs> <laughs> I walked back, oh, you know what, this is this is pretty bad. So I had the tail between my legs, um, pretty bad thinking I've blown the shot that I wanted to, to get drafted and um, I uh, ended up getting in the car and the boys went to Kerford Road and did recovery and um, one, of them, one of them said, I think I'd even been milky even, he said, oh, mate, you did all right. And I said, you obviously weren't watching me. I was <laughs> shocking. So um, I got through that. It was very embarrassing and I um, ended up getting picked up on the on the Tuesday but I, for about four days I was just sitting like looking at the ceiling in bed going, I've blown my one shot here. And <laughs> thank God for Reedy. Um, hey, rest in peace. He saved me on that day and um, he saved me some through some other experiences in uh, in the life after that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I lived to tell the tale. Ended up, ended up picking me up for whatever reason and um, – yeah, the rest is history. But, oh, that um, is great. Very embarrassing. Very embarrassing. The pilot, unforgettable flop around the tan. So we've had the Marby River with Job and now we've got the tan yeah. with Hibbo. Uh, that'd be stiff though, coming off the, the Frankston. What are Frankston called? The Dolphins. The Frankston Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, into the off-season. No doubt the Frankston Dolphins would have a serious off-season if I, <laughs> I reckon they'd have a crack. And yeah. then rolling into an AFL preseason <laughs> with uh, Group C around the 10 and not making it but <laughs> not making it halfway. It's kind of good that the doc pulled you out because you would have yeah. been really laboring. Well, he, he said you were uh, uh, 10 metres away from doing a hammy and I, I agreed with him. Everything was starting <laughs> to hurt. So. Thanks for that one, Rudy. Oh, very good. What about you, Maisie? What's your pilot unforgettable flop? Um, one that's probably not obvious to the eye um, is uh, my first in- oh, first lesson from Lance Franklin about don't need to you don't need to start talking smack to him to get him going, right? Like if he's having a bad day, you just let him have a bad day and you don't say anything about it. Um, and he just got traded to Sydney, um, and I, I had a really good. I was really ner- like I had. Sleepless nights all the time I played on him. Um, he just got to Sydney in big contract. I think it was like $10 million, $9 million, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and I've kept him to about two handballs and a kick at halftime. So I'm thinking I'm doing a good job. Um, he comes out. He gets a little hand lead up on me early. Um, and Nick Davis runs out. He was the runner at the time. And goes, you got him, bud. You got him now. And I went, you got me. Mate, you're getting paid $10 million, You had two handballs. <laughs> and that, that, I should never have done that, right? <laughs> Because I'm thinking, oh, how good am I going, you know, playing, well, playing on the best man in the comp. Like, I would be the best forward or player that we've seen and I'm up and about. And, uh, yeah, anyways, we jogged back. He hasn't said a word. There's a stoppage outside 50 and I sort of let him go around the back of the stoppage. He's like, you know, he's not kicking it from here. Wraps around, kicks from about 55, 60. Runs straight at me. So that's your fault. 
Um, and if you want to be on TV, come and stand next to me. Uh, <laughs> and he goes, and I said, it was a good goal, mate. I'm not going to take that away from you. Um, now he's up and about. He's running around. He's done 10 high fives. He's, you know, he's going now and I'm starting to get scared. Um, anyways, <laughs> five minutes goes on. I'm like, you know, get back on amazing. You know, don't worry about that. You know, um, we're in the zone from a kick in. So I'm not even on him. He's ended up getting out the back, kicked a goal, turned around, ran straight at me about 40 meters. That's your fault. Have more respect for me. Get here. And, mate, I just, what have I done? <laughs> like, he's now kicked two in the space of five minutes, strutting around, massive dude, just runs yeah. like a bloody racehorse, unbelievable skills. And I thought I was having a great day. That's and I was just so, I just, that was so, the rest of my career, I just barely spoke to him. Yeah. Good or bad, if he's getting into me, um, he loved getting into me and my teammates. Um, and I just tried I tried my best not to get into it because I know, you know, what can happen. And I tell my other key defenders now, like, boys, if he starts going at you, just shut your mouth, all right, because <laughs> let him have that because he only needs two minutes and, oh, he, and all of a sudden you're going to be like, very good. Yeah. I know because it has a bit more context now because, you know, Maisie's played quite well on, on Buddy the last couple of years and someone said one day, it might have been, I might name him actually, but they said, oh, you, he's your bunny. You've got him. And Maisie goes, looked at him dead in the eye and said, he's one of the best players of all time. <laughs> he's one minute away from making us all look stupid. Like, don't ever say that again. Like, yeah. don't, I'm not taking yeah, that. And I'm like, okay, well, this makes, <laughs> it makes uh, more sense. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. That he, it's a death stare. Like, no, don't you say I've got, oh, he's my bunny because he's, Turn it on anyone. Oh, that yeah. is so. I love the. Uh, hey, mate, do you want to be on TV? Yeah, Get here. Mate, <laughs> he had all these oh, no, one-liners, no, no, okay. mate. He had all these one-liners, oh, and I had nothing to say because he's just. You know, he's the face of the comp. Oh, he's the and he's king. saying you don't get on TV much. Come and because he's just kicked the goal. Come and stand here if you want to be on TV. <laughs> and I'm just like started walking away from him. How good would that be to say that one? That'd be oh, the man. dream instead of being a bat fucker or a roll fire. Big spore and go come come here, man, or <laughs> yeah. put you on TV or anything like you know. So. Oh, uh, he's the greatest very showman good. for a reason. Oh, he is he's very good. At it. Very lucky to have uh, fought against him, and uh, you, you know you got to stand on him. It's a, it's a privilege. Yes. Whether he's kicking goals on you, I think, <laughs> and Griff Logue has the same privilege. You kick five or six on Griff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Paul Griff said anything as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he had to say something, it would have been ten. <laughs> that's funny because Griff, Griff's got a mouth on him too, man. Oh yeah, so, yeah, that's he's pretty. Uh, no, I don't think he said anything as well. So, nah, very good. Well, there you go. That's our pilot halftime segment. Our unforgettable flops and a uh, huge shout out to pilot for supporting the Osmerican aces and our only sport uh, podcast. If you need some help, uh, you know where to go head to pilot.com.au play to the final whistle with our friends at pilot. Um, and uh, they'll look after you and obviously online. So you don't have to go to the doctors. It's all on your, on your phone. Happy days. Right. Let's get off the field, have some fun to finish, bring it home strong. Uh, we're at the 400 here at Flemington. We're about to just unleash, but on sports, we all love sport. And that's uh, how we all kind of meet, whether it's playing or involved in other things, but outside of AFL, uh, what's the sport that you love the most? You know, when you might have Sunday or doesn't matter what day off, you just want to sit back and be involved in that sport, whether it's playing or watching. What would it be for you, Hibo? You start. We um, obviously we're all in the American Aces together. I, I love the NFL. I um, the best thing about Mondays is waking up and checking the scores. Red and and, re- and <laughs> when Red Zone used to be a thing, and or going on KO or whatever it is, and and just watching whatever games are there. Um, yeah, and checking my fantasy, even though it can be can ruin my day pretty quickly on a Monday if it's not going well. But I love you know. Um, 
Monday Arvos or Tuesday Arvos, whatever it is, and there's Monday night football on. I, I love sitting at home. Uh, my kids nap in, the, in that perfect window <laughs> 12 till 2 so I can watch the watch those games. But I, I love everything about the NFL. I love um, you know, how quick and how explosive and, and the – even though you don't the 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 front the, what do they call the uh, offensive tackles and the guards and like they're not big names but they play such a big cog in making the team work. The, obviously, the quarterback gets most of the the glory and, and cops it when they go no good. But it's a real big team effort, and I, I just love how athletic they all are. And um, I kind of wish it was a thing in in, in Australia and Melbourne. I'd probably strap the boots on and and, and do be it. A big I'd, left tackle, yeah, I reckon. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where would you play? Maybe centre. I reckon you mean. I'd, Obviously I'd, say, obviously, I'd say a quarterback, but um, <laughs> no, you I've got the word. I don't oh. even know what arm I am. I throw with my left and bowl with my right. I'm the same. I can't throw. Throw with two hints. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd probably be a safety cornerback. Um, <laughs> Depends uh, if you had the preseason. Yeah. You have to move a bit quick. Nah, but nah, you're no, good I, defender. I, I, love, I love the NFL. I, yeah, I love everything about it. You know, I've got mates that love the NBA and I respect that, but I think everything about the NFL I love, I could sit there and watch it for days. So Yeah, well said. That's good. I'm a 49ers man. They're going all right. Oh, so, there you go. Uh, just from last year, you joined the Niners. No, no, so, <laughs> so, um, no, I love it. Good Better than the Bears, mate. Although oh, they're starting to build. What hey. about, <laughs> I won't get you going on the Bears. Don't, for a while. There's no need for that. What about you, Maisie? If there's one sport, is it the same? Is it NFL? I think, I think it is. But the, the only thing about the NFL that I don't like is there's only, you know, 20-odd weeks to mm. watch it. So that that hurts me. But I love my golf. Like I love, like you said, laying on the couch. Like I can watch heaps of golf and, you know, you'd be on your phone for a bit and you can do other things because it's, it's not that fast-paced. Yeah. But it's very, like, therapeutic. I don't know. I find it so... So chill, and it's funny. My partner, she's she doesn't like any sport really, and um, hates when it's on TV. But she likes golf. Oh, that's because it's quiet. It's very chill. The, the commentator's voice is very calm, and she doesn't mind. She's happy with that in the background. There's photos of nice, beautiful courses. So I've actually got like, for some reason. I, I think I put the one of the. I think they put the Texans game on the other day. She goes, oh, "Can you just put the golf on?" And I was like. Actually, funny, there is golf on. So I just put the Texans game on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like the Heritage Classic was on. So I was like, yeah. wait, so I can watch golf. So, um, yeah, golf in NFL by a mile. Um, slightly different sports. You know, I love the team aspect and the superstars and the storylines attached. And, you know, I love, I love, I love Madden. I love playing Madden. I love doing franchise mode, build, rebuilding clubs. And, you know, the Bears need to hire me, man. I'm telling you, I can turn them okay, around. Okay, this is great. So, the, okay, so you can turn them around. NFL lovers, we're just going to dive in here for a second, but you've got a quarterback you've had for a few years now. Um, do you sign him, Justin Fields? Are you at the GM signing him or are you trading him and picking a premium QB with pick one? So there's a few layers to that. I just want to know the answer because uh, we've got to move on. Oh, I am a Fields As man. the GM, what are you doing? You want to be the GM because they're going to make a decision soon and we'll revisit this. Are you keeping or are you drafting? I am – Keeping fields on the fact, on the basis that I'm trading the number one pick for a haul and fixing a lot of holes we have in our team. Yep. Taking Marvin Harrison with our first pick, probably two or three or whatever we get for it. Um, and I don't want to have to put Williams through what Fields has gone through last year. Two coordinators, two coaches, turnover of a list, just changing every year. Finally building something, got our defense sorted, got DJ Moore, got, got some good O-line players coming through. Mate, the number one pick is worth so much. Mm. We can fix so many holes. Yes, Fields Williams is the man and he, he's going to be great. He hasn't shown a lot 
this year that made me go, we need him. Fields has. And if you put anyone, you put Aaron Rodgers, you put Tom Brady behind what the situation Fields has been in, yes, they might have won a few more games, but they're not playing playoffs. I'm telling you, like, that's been a disaster, man. And you have DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison, and Fields now who has the respect and has a has a coach that he likes, has a team that he likes. It's very exciting. But that's me wanting to win now. The smart decision, probably take Williams and, and rebuild with a rookie contract so you can sign a lot of free agents. Um, either way, I'm going to be stoked and we'll beat the Niners again next year. So um, funny <laughs> how we, you know, they're probably going to win the Super Bowl, I'm not going to lie. But we beat the Niners. So, so hang on, <laughs> as the GM, you're you're sitting on the fence. Okay, so as a GM, you have to and I'm in their position trading. right now. Right. Yeah, you just said draft. I'm trading it. Okay, you're trading it. I'm just saying if they do, if they yeah. don't, I, I fully get it and I understand yeah. and I'm not going to be mad as a fan. As a G- if I'm the GM, GM. Listen to this podcast. Yeah, we'll, say, yeah. we'll clip it up. We'll clip it up. <laughs> hey, Hopefully it makes we'll sense with what, we'll he, what he does. We'll go, mate, well, Maisie said the same thing. <laughs> we'll tag Ryan Poles, Ryan Poles, Ryan Poles, Ryan Poles. The Bears are going well, but they've been – it was good to see Detroit uh, as we record this podcast, but we won't talk about too many live events, but Detroit have gone through some tough years, so – Hopefully uh, the Bears can just get a quarterback that throws 4,000 yards and in just one season. That, and can around. play defense. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's fly. Most memorable moment watching sport. Was there one game where you, you, you remember as a kid or or even now where you go, that moment was one of the coolest things you've seen? We'll start with you, Maisie. Oh, you? mate. I was a mad Essendon fan. Yeah. Um, and I was begging my mum to stay up or to, to keep watching the footy one night. It was West Coast being oh, yeah. Essendon. And when Hurdy – um, kicked, kicked the snap and hugged the oh, – I just remember that moment, me and my mum. Um, it, was, it was just awesome. I, I don't know why that – but that goal, the timing, the late-night game, watching, looking at the red time, you know, the siren's going to go any second and he's, he's hugged the fan. Um, yeah, my, me and my mum talk about that still. And, you know, when I finally went to Essendon to, you know, as an AOS kid and got to meet some of the players um, – you know, Hurdy, I was just looking at him like I still remember <laughs> yeah, he did that day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that would that'd easily be probably one of the best moments I watched because it was with my mum as well. Yeah, special. No, it's a, it, and it's unbelievable. You uh, know? I'm, I'm trying to think of one, but one that probably sticks to mind, it wasn't actually, it was probably 10 years ago, and um, the Masters won and Adam Scott was, you know, right in it. And the Essen Footy Club let us stop training. We were supposed to run out an hour earlier and um, – we all, the whole footy club, were all in the gym, packed around a TV when Adam Scott sunk that putt, putt and Gatorade was flying everywhere. Everyone That's was so screaming. And someone, one of the boys, had it on his on his phone, video on watching the putt, and it's a sick video of us just all losing it in the gym. And I just remember, like, I've never been. I, I loved golf. Didn't watch a lot of it. Oh, everyone watches the Masters, but it's being so invested in an Aussie to win, you know, because Greg Norman um, never got there and. Um, having Adam Scott sink that part in front of the whole footy club all packed together because any any sporting game you watch, it, it makes it more special when you're with your mates, let alone a whole footy club. Um, so that one sticks in my mind. It was um, it was pretty cool and to see Aussie do it, it was awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, flick that across, Brad. I'll be able to uh, put that in while you're talking. But, yeah, looking forward to seeing all the boys go wild. Let's uh, – who's the coolest athlete you've met? You know, you, you would have travelled around – uh, the states, or you would have had maybe some athletes coming to your footy clubs, or maybe you've just become mates with some Storm boys. But if there's just one athlete that you've met, who is the coolest that you've met? Probably me, Minwoo Lee. He's just the swaggiest dude, and like does it his own way. He's very off-brand for golf. You know, he does it his own way. He loves social media. He loves um, make. He loves memes. Um, 
and he just doesn't care. And but the thing is, he goes out and dominates as well. So he just has that aura and flair about him, and he's such a laid back, chilled out bloke. He just loves sending memes on Instagram. Like, yeah, that's what he does. Nah, it's brilliant. But then he he's just one of the biggest up and coming golfers in the world. It's just yeah, I just you know, I just think he's so cool. Very relatable. Yeah, I reckon he he probably does represent what golf is now. You know, yeah. that's what we all want. Just a bit. It's not like the. Uh, Traditionalist, as they say. Um, I'm trying to think, but oh, probably Derek Carr. I met him in San Fran. Just he was at a cafe and um, went up and said good day. He was the nicest bloke ever. I'm as I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. Always have been. Um, yeah, I guess to see him, I'm, I'm trying to think of one off, off the top of my head. But uh, apart from Big Bruiser May here, because he because he and yourself, Tommy. Um, <laughs> yeah, pro- probably Derek. Um, did, you, yeah. did you have a good chat to him? Uh, the standard, the standard yeah. Nuffy chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, mate, big fan. <laughs> I want to say, I dropped that I played AFL footy. He couldn't have gave us stuff. <laughs> is, that, is that rugby? What <laughs> um, man? Nah, yeah, no, nah, that's that's probably. You had a man. photo? Nah, I didn't. I didn't want to nuff it up too. Yeah, bad, not too know? much because I get all that all the time. I understand how awkward it can be for him. So <laughs> <laughs> he knows that he knows what not to do. Um, that's yeah, very nah, good. That's it. Yeah, he had a good finish of the year. Actually, that's awesome. Right, this is a cool one. If you could be any athlete or person in the world, and you can uh, just you can only be them for a week, so you literally just more you just go into their body and you just get to be them for a week. I know I saw. Some, uh, some, you know, some big dogs. I can't remember. It was a moment. A soccer player saying you just want love a week of being the opposite. You know, being a no one and just being able to go down to a busy road and have dinner with his family. But let's do the reverse. Let's, uh, if you could be one person right now, who would you love to be for a Athlete. week? Yeah. yeah, well, it could no. be anyone. We'll keep it on sport though. Keep it. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, for me. It- and I'll get over it pretty quick, but LeBron James, just to live in his shoes for a week, like how I think anyone in the world knows who he is. And just not, that would be pretty cool to feel how big he is and not be able to go anywhere. Um, probably go to some sick parties and <laughs> get away with a bit. But um, I'm just like, <laughs> to understand, like, I mean, I would say Jimmy Garoppolo or something like that. He's a good oh, Jimmy G. Um, yeah, <laughs> different, 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 um, different. Different sphere there, but um, yeah, LeBron to understand. Like, I don't think we have any concept of like he wouldn't be able to go anywhere, you know. You'd yeah. have, and if he did, it'd be mayhem. So, um, yeah, it's off the top. Tiger Woods and his prime would have been pretty good too. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I was gonna say Tiger. Like for the Masters week, would just be because I'd love to go to the Masters and go to the Masters as Tiger. Would probably be hard work. Mm. Um, but one would I'd just like maybe be in like maybe not Paddy Mahomes. It's, it seems like he deals with a bit at home, but um, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe someone like like um, I don't know, like Brock Purdy, right? He's he's playing a team full of stars. He's you know, Mister Relevant um, in a, in a, in San Fran, um, very rich football history. Just being a week preparing how he prepares for a game, you know, being not the he's not the you know most hyped up player, but like. He's got McCaffrey, he's cool. got Trent Williams yeah, next to him, yeah, he's got yeah. Devo, he's got, he's got around Yeah, him. and just see how he'd go through that and that sort of that week from you know, preparing for the game, playing the game, and then hopefully going out that night if we only get a week. Um, see how that it would be. You know, even the walkout with Williams and Devo, how yeah, they come through like it just, call. It'd just be just be yeah, something cool. like different perspective and yeah. One of the other boys said that, I can't remember who it was, but they said Austin Reeves 
Because he wouldn't get harassed, but he's next to the king and yeah, he's yeah. around AD and he's in LA and a bit like exactly what you said, you're around, you're not in you're not in the body of the yeah, king, you're, yeah. you're next to the king and you get to hang out with him, but then you can pop out and yeah, uh, it's good. It's a great question. We love asking it. Right, I four to go here, but uh, if you had a sporting trip in around the world, what's the one on your bucket list or what's the one that you'd love to do like right now? I'd love to go to the Super Bowl. It's definitely on my bucket list. But the Waste Management Open in the golf. They, they, they roll around the same time. Yeah, so yeah, I think it. Jordan Lewis is a close mate of mine. He went to the Waste Management, the Super Bowl, and he had tickets to LeBron's, LeBron's game the, the day after he shot the record. So if he didn't get it, he was guaranteed to be in LA for that game. Anyway, he shot 38, 40 points and got the record. But if he shot 30, he would have... He would have sat there and went, and I'm like, that's a sick week, you know, going on the Waste Management, the Super Bowl, and, you know, probably go CCNBA as well. But the the 16th hole, the par three at the Waste Management where they – it's just a party hole, yeah. you know, everyone's throwing cans and having a good time. And, you know, I love my golf. That would be one. But I've always wanted to go to the Super Bowl. At some point I will. Um Hopefully you can get away in the next couple of years and go see it. I know you're going this year. Yeah, very yeah. lucky. Yeah, it's, that's my bucket list. Yeah, yeah, Vegas with a few boys, Callet and Botsy and a few others. And, yeah, I can't wait. I'm a Ravens man as well. It's kind of all falling together. You know, yeah. I don't – It might work. Yeah, it might work perfectly. Your first one. It could be heartbreaking. Your San Fran could break our heart if they're – I kind of – as we record this, I predict that they'll be around there. But, um, oh, mate, it's just – I don't really care who will be there. It's always two grouse teams yeah. and – in Vegas, it's not. I keep reminding people, it's not warm. It's actually pretty cold this time of year. People forget it's you know it's yep. middle of winter, um, but there'll be. I, I, I'd imagine when I come back, you know, when you're doing podcasts, I'd imagine I got a lot of stories. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't you tell. Take, if you want more stories, take pig. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the opportunist, no doubt. I'll be able to find him. Um, but I, I think we'll have some good stories. I don't know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but there should be some cool people I'll be able to meet. Being a bit of a NFL nuffy myself. I'm, yep. I'm pushing hard. If anyone's out there, they can get me a media pass. I'd love to just be able to go in there and just do some uh, interviews or whatnot with the, especially the wide receivers. I just find all them uh, the coolest guys. But yeah, Vegas is, um, I, I relate to that. The Super Bowl, it's, the thing is, right, the Super Bowl is, in, it's in, people don't realize sometimes it's in different places. Mm. So to marry it up with Vegas is, is a dream come true for me. So hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully it's a cracking game. What about you, Maisie? Oh, mate, pretty, it's pretty much. I'd love to. I want to do the Masters and I want to do Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that trip, how they did Arizona Waste Management in Phoenix oh, yeah, into double. into that, like that would just be heaven. But I was there a week before, and I come home. I got asked to um, armchair experts to replace the great BG um, Benny Graham, and he was obviously going and the experience and the NFL and I was American. I was never knocking that back, but but actually flying. <laughs> Flying out of LA, knowing that like four days time, that there's the waste management and, and Arizona is only around the corner. Like, yeah. could have went there and not gone to the you know got a ticket. You could have been in, involved in yep. just the community. Oh, that hurt. So yeah. hopefully I'll go yep. twice as hard. But everyone that went, they reckon it was the best week of their life. Um, so yeah, that'd be pretty cool. But Masters would be, oh yeah, an experience. Righto. In your eyes, who is the goat? Wait. Get one, Hibo. Don't sit on the fence. Just who is the goat? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah. I think just over how long he did it for and I think um, – and it's hard to win championships in the NFL. I think watching it more now, uh, realising how hard it is and um, 
Yeah, I want to sit on the fence because I've got a few more names. I, I, I will say I've got Jordan over LeBron, which is, uh, you know, can be. <laughs> but it wasn't the question. Well, no, I just want to pull that out there because I'm sick of all these young blokes I'm saying. I'm sure MJ's very stoked about that. Pete, <laughs> thanks for mentioning it on the <laughs> only yeah, you got the, the young guys at the footy club now have only watched LeBron and, and not that I watched a lot when I was growing up with Jordan, but I remember how big he was and, uh, you know, and what he did for basketball. So I've got him. But Tom Brady, for me, I love him. I think what he um, what he was able to do. And then the comebacks he did and and that Super Bowl at Atlanta nice. um, is just – it sends chills down your spine. Um, and, yeah, he was an, an unbelievable player. Wasn't the most athletic and uh, he, he did so much with what he had, but he was able to bring a team together. Like, that was the best thing. That was his biggest skill was being able to make – players play better around him and I think um, that's probably what greatness is. So for me, Tom Brady. Well said. I think Amandola comes out in that documentary that's going to come out soon. He's like, we played for Tom mm. and we worked for Bill, which is pretty strong, a pretty <laughs> strong statement. But, yeah, to have a player say that about Tom Brady, you cannot, you, as you said, he, he did bring a lot of players together. And, yeah, mate, I, I, I tend to agree. What about you, Maisie? Oh, Tiger Woods, mate. Um, you know, you think – what. Brady did was impressive. Tiger did it in a harder sport for a longer time. Um, just amazing. Like a lot of people who don't play golf wouldn't understand it. And you read stats about how long he was number one, how, how he's, there was a high percentage of him winning the match, winning the tournament, than him coming out of the top 10. He was more chance of winning it than not, which is in golf terms, it's just insane. And comebacks from <laughs> several off-field incidents, injuries, um, and come back and win still, um, and he's still competing now. And that and what he's done, you know, with Nike, you know, they just they just split. But yeah. like, um, you know, that commercial when he's sat oh, the ball yeah. on the edge, like one of the probably the oh, most watched com- yes. uh, football or sporting commercial ever. And um, yeah, I'm going to say LeBron's the goat over Jordan though, just while we're on that topic. I'm just saying his eyebrows went down a bit. He got the lines in the middle of his head. Your head went yeah, a bit red. Gonna, is that what he gets in the huddle and they kick the couple <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, trot? Yes, he gets it. He gets it. Um, yeah, I'm but, sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm a LeBron man, so I don't know. It wasn't part of your question. No, um, no, go with it because I want to get a rebuttal. That's not what he asked, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so LeBron's better than MJ? Just, yeah. Yep. Love it. We all get an opinion. We all get, hey, I'm not, but yeah, just on time. I can feel you getting tense over there, big The number one player in the world in golf, like, how often they they're consistent in their you know top tens and all that, but Tiger would win all the oh, time. Man. Like, yes. and you see the top, you know, the number one player in the world now. They're not even tipped to win most of most of the comps that they play, but Tiger was tipped to win every time for like twenty years. Like, is this it's just stupid? Yeah. Um, it so is. I do agree with that. I've seen you adding the links too, Tommy. I know it's hard, isn't it? Hitting yeah, that ball. Yeah, it is hard. I played the other day, actually, not there, but another course, and mate, it was a, probably Cambia, mate, and uh, oh. I won't be repeating what I hit. Yeah, we played for dinner as well. And I was, man, I'd lost five balls. Was that Toddy's first. too, wasn't it? That was at the last one in, in uh, Anglesey. Josh Morris, big shout out. But it's a great feed, the last one in. So we actually played at Anglesey, just come back down. And oh, yep. um, yeah, great menu. And yeah, it was pretty disappointing that I had to pay for it. <laughs> 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 we had dinner on the line. I reckon dinner was sorted by a whole five. Oh, um, anyway, we won't talk about me because we're here with you guys. The big dogs are in the room. Two to go here. Um, We've got dinner for three. Uh, we normally have three, the aces that are listening, 
you understand that it's normally David Beckham, Michael Jordan, and Tom Brady. We've cut them, and we're going to go with the Australian Open theme, considering that this is when it's going to be out. Boys, if you could go to dinner with Rafael Nadal, Roger Federer, or Novak Djokovic, you can only have dinner with two. Who's the one bloke that you don't want at the table? You can only take two. I know it's a tough question, but tell me who's getting cut and why. Uh, Hibo. I'll, I'll say Djokovic because my in-laws and my wife would kill me. They love the tennis. They love Nadal and they love Federer. Um, and I don't know, something about Djokovic that just rubs me up the wrong way. Uh, I, I, I think you know, it would be hard to say he's not the greatest tennis player of all time, but I just feel like I'd much rather sitting around having a meal with uh, those other boys and, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, um, I mean, yeah, Djokovic. <laughs> I'll get rid of him. I was going to ask Yeah, I, this is a hard one because I love Nadal out of the three, but I would actually snip him for the sake of the dinner, Federer and Djokovic. <laughs> um, Federer is just such a well-spoken respect. Like, I just think he'd have hundreds of stories. Um and I loved watching him for a long time. I think Nadal is a bit serious, a bit, you know, very mm. locks things a certain way. I don't know how lunch yeah. uh, dinner would go. And Djokovic is just does his own thing. You know, I would have to wear a mask, wouldn't I? Because uh, <laughs> he's not. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, you know, all the stuff he's been through. He's very yeah. loves his opinion, sticks by. It would add, and, yeah, he'd add more value that's to the what table. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, just at, just at dinner, I think Nadal yep. would eat and probably go. Um, <laughs> yeah. I thought when he got when Nadal got and Djokovic, oh, we could yeah. we could have a bit going. Federer's retired now. Yeah. He needs to be able to indulge. If I was there though, he'd go to the toilet and I'd start roughing up his forks and knives. <laughs> and that. Yeah. Just throw a pee in his water. That's just how he reacts. You know, <laughs> he's, he's nasty in this place. I'm telling you. Oh, that's very good. He's a perfectionist, yeah. is what. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you don't know uh, the great man and how he acts, yeah, that'd be very funny if you threw a pee or something in his in his glass of water just to see how Steve, he how he reacted. Can you imagine you get the chance to sit down with these weapons and you're throwing pigs and in their water? Joking. He would do something like that. That's the thing. That's, that's what he's called the pig. <laughs> the pig. Oh, boys. Well, you don't come here and go home empty-handed. We know that, uh, you know, Rick, a big shout-out to Rick's eyewear. I've got some good news with Rick's as well. We've just had our um, – we've just restocked. So we've been out of stock for two months. So we've just restocked. So everyone out there has been messaging – um, head online at rickseyewear.com and all our sunnies have been restocked. There's 20 pairs, so 20 styles. They've been uh, sold out, but they're all back right now. And we've got our special discount code, ACES, um, just ACES actually, and you get 20% off from free spray shipping. I've got you boys a, uh, a pair of sunnies and a hat each. So, uh, you know, fight over the hat, what color you want, nice. boys. Um, you like that one there? That's a summer special. Now, with the Sunnies, there's been a bit of a uh, there's been a bit of banter around the size. Maybe leave the hats off for now because when you put the Sunnies on, I want to. I've heard a bit. Of, I've heard that doesn't fit the head. Well, that links into this. Apparently, Hibo's got a monster head. Well, you were telling a story earlier. So, Rick says just launched the Melrose uh, in large. So yeah, they come in the 52, <laughs> 23, large, 145, <laughs> extra large, perfect for the blokes with the big head. But what's the story when Hibo uh, was a kid? What were you saying Mate, off the um, head? This is and this is enough. I'm not just saying this for, for a joke. So when they were growing up, um, this is a story from his brother Mark, um, they'd get shirts for Christmas off their grandma <laughs> and like Mark and Jeff would get the T-shirt and she'd buy Michael a button-up so he could get his head through this little circle. Because <laughs> it, it was the funniest thing I heard and he said, no, I'm fair income. That's what used to happen. So um, 
Everyone knows he's got a big melon. Like, is that like, true? Can you can you just put uh, that on? I'm told. I think I was. Yeah, I said I don't want to put that. No, on. leave it. We'll get this done. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, then try these on. So th- I want to make sure this is a I test will. for Rick. So I'm a bit nervous because okay, they're yeah. for the big man. So they're the Rick's Melrose yeah, Champagne. It is, it is. I do struggle to find hats that fit my head and and Sunny's. As so well, these are, these are one of our most popular and styles. These, to be honest, because oh my god, they oh, fit wow. good, Tommy. They fit wow, perfect. They, <laughs> they fit they perfect. Great. That makes me so happy, <laughs> mate. It makes me happy. You should see the things I've been running at the moment. It's putrid. Yeah. So when I came in here, crooked. That is. Yeah. Uh, that makes me so happy Thank that you, they mate. fit. These no, are awesome. that's perfect. Anyone else set with a big head? Melrose yep. Champagne. <laughs> Uh, amazing. you got the Soho cherries. Oh. These are a bit of a commodity. Thing. We've been wow. sold out as well, but they're back in stock. Be actually a bit um, small. They fit perfectly uh, or you need good. a large as well? No, they fit. No, they fit good. There you go. Well, I'm pretty happy. I'm, I must say I'm very happy looking Rats. at Hivo yes. knowing yeah, that they fit. It is hard to find sunnies for this head. So these fit well, mate, and I think they look good. I can't see they, look, they look elite okay. if I don't say so myself. Right, Rick's on tour. Pick one location in the world where you'd love to go for a week. Um, take your Ricks with you and yep. two blokes are going with Ibiza or Ibiza because <laughs> it's just a lovely place. Um, and I'll have to say, big bruiser. And, um, you know, I haven't been on a holiday with you, Tommy. I'd love, oh, love to take talking. you and to show you the ropes <laughs> down, down there. I've been a couple of times and I've, I'm yet to have a bad time there. So, um, there, I love Barcelona as well, which is, you know, same country, Spain. Um, the weather's always good. Take my Rixies there in the sun and, um, Lap it Shirt up off. on the beach. Shirt on right now. I'd have to put a, a bit of a, a pre-season in before I go there, which I've got. If I, I've got till July, so <laughs> you've got a bit of time. Uh, yeah, got a bit of time. So it'd be it'd be the rashy on until then. But um, <laughs> I love it. It's good over there. That's very good. One thing you're doing in Ibiza or Barcelona, like if you get there, what's the one thing that you're organising for us too? I organise brunch in the park. Uh, I organise the Airbnbs. Yes, you know, I, I booked the flights the last time we all went. Right. So I'm the organiser and. It, they didn't have to make a decision, these boys. We went to the brunch in the park. We were in Barca because uh, you don't want to use your maps and your um, your roaming and stuff in there. I'll be like, I've oh, got this freak talent of just yeah. looking at a map on my phone. It could be the other side of the city and I, I can just walk us there. So It's crazy. I mean, yeah, it's actually. Do you need the navigator? Yeah, I, I won't have my wife on. I'll just look at it before I leave, put the phone in my pocket, and the boys are like, no, we're in the wrong way. I said, I'm telling you, it's like three turns away and I'll – I don't know why. I'm just good at it, doing That's that. That's great. So. You think Maisie'd be the one doing that with the uh, yeah, yeah, the, the pilot license, yeah, the yeah, navigation. Yeah, it's, it's honestly incredible. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm getting my phone. I'm going to turn my roaming back on, mate. We need to find out how we get name. And he goes, I've got it. Don't worry. Follow me. <laughs> he's just marching along and we get there. Oh, yeah. There's always it's, a leader yeah. when you travel. There's always one yeah. like, come on, let's go. <laughs> um, now, well said. So Barcelona and Ibiza, or Ibiza, yeah. Ibiza however yeah. you want to say it. What about you, Maisie? Um Probably take. I'll t- t- have to take Pig. Yeah, he's he's great to travel with. Um, take me out of it. I want to hear the third. Okay, all right, all right. Let me pick a good third. I'm really plenty because it's a better dynamic. Probably, probably um big Alex Brown. I don't know if you remember him. Played for Essendon. Great. Yeah, dude. Great bloke. Great on trips. Loves loves a chat around a beer. Like funny you know, man. Tells Brandon. great stories. Funny, yes. But probably take us three to Thailand. Bit of a golf trip. Yeah, to get ready for the uh, for our golf coming up. I love Thailand. Um, <laughs> great golf. Outstanding golf, Isn't it very hot, and you need your ricks. So you do, and I love. Yeah, I've heard love. there's some really cheap luxury golf tours in Thailand. Just ask my old man; he goes yes. every year. It's amazing <laughs> going on a trip. My old man goes on the golf. I would trip. like to bring his old man, but that <laughs> dynamic with those two just would fizzle um, out pretty quick. Fizzle out quick. No, well, 
I'd put you in. If I'm putting anyone else in mine as well, just to put it out there. Jake Malkson was always a great teammate to travel with. Like, adds energy. He's always a ball of energy. He's always, he's always making someone laugh. Um, he was good to travel with, especially um, in those hotter climates for you. Go to the beach parties and, and he's got the rig thing. as well. He yeah. wouldn't mind getting oh, that out. We, you wouldn't want to be. You wouldn't want to be getting a photo nah. with the rigs out standing next to Malky because he's 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 cut. We were in Bali uh, in November. Um, James Harms's bucks and it was me, um, Maisie and our, our other mate McGill and he's he's shredded, tanned and we made a rule that he's not allowed. If we're in the house, he has to have his shirt on. So <laughs> in our villa. And, He's not, if he wants to swim, he has to wear a rash. Yeah. So it didn't matter. <laughs> just like, so it didn't make everyone else feel bad. We go like, to Finns or whatever. I was like, you know, we'd have our shirts off. Our shirts off. He'd have to have his on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. Oh, it's great so funny. When you had a so it'd be a bit like that with Melky, but um, yeah, it'd be good to throw the Rixies on, get That's overseas great. in the sun with those boys. It'd be good fun. Oh, very good, boys. It's getting me a little bit uh, toey thinking about these trips. Yeah, I've done enough of them, though. I'm ready to, uh, after Vegas, I reckon my liver might need a spell for about 12 months. But, um, no, nah, very good. Well, if you want to look like the boys, we've got the Champagne Melrose, we've got the Cherry Soho, rickseyewear.com.au. Uh, Head there. Use our special discount code ACES for 20% off and free express shipping. And all the sunnies have just been restocked, so get in and get in quick because uh, it's been a while. It's actually – I'm very happy about that as well. Chinese New Year around the corner. You want to get them in, otherwise you're gone. Well, that's all I got for you, boys. I got one other note here. I just thought I'd bring this up because if you it's silly not to, and I think we'd be able to have a laugh before we finish. But I just wrote B and F night. How many beers did you have, Maisie? And do you smash the pies next season? <laughs> I had a um, fair, a fair few reds. I think you can see in the video. I got red lips. Um, <laughs> but it's me, me. One of my best mates is retiring. I was pretty sad and I said a few things. Probably shouldn't have said that if I knew it was going to be filmed and, and posted everywhere. Probably wouldn't have said those words. Um, don't know, Tommy. It's preseason, new new year. Um, they're a very good side. I think we're a very good side. Hopefully we meet them and um, see what happens. But unfortunately, it doesn't really matter till you get to the finals. That's when you can really get the bragging rights, as, as I've found out. Thank you to all those who've sent me lots of nice, friendly messages reminding me who won the flag. Yes, Collingwood won. Yes, they deserved it. Um, but, yeah, it might add a couple. I that, didn't realise that uh, Best and Ferris Night was going to get filmed. Um, yeah, it does uh, every first other time year. Every, every other year, and he's up the front saying God knows what. Um, that doesn't get posted anywhere, but uh, we might have a little uh, – a little mole on the inside at the D's, I think. Just, just <laughs> a little mole, just yeah. Just had to get me. Just yeah, anything just, I do, they just – Just clipping it up. Yeah. Might have been Brayden. He's a Collingwood supporter. He no, might have been, no, he no, might have been no. working freelance and just cutting up these little social <laughs> clips and just letting them rip. <laughs> Would not surprise me, eh? Uh, very good. Nah, as uh, another example of media just getting a little clip and letting it fly around oh. the world. Um, well, you've won a flag, so at least you can hang your hat on that. They've both got one now. But, no, nah, I'd have to ask you that for a little bit of a laugh. Boys, thanks so much for coming Thank on. You, Only mate. sport – uh, it's great to see you both. Always uh, a pleasure. Um, thanks for sharing some epic stories and memories. No doubt, um, yeah, as you said, brings the chills back thinking about all the successful stuff you boys have done. And uh, yeah, you have to find a yeah a, a new. Who's the new best mate down there? You can't replace, but you can no, kind of. Who's someone that you're becoming very closer? You know, becoming very closer with closer with down there. Is, does Jakey Lever get more love, or is there a new bloke on the block? Lever always had like Lever. Us three hang out a lot. It's, you, you, as you remember, Tommy, like you hang out in lines because you've your education and your gym is all done in backlines, forward line, mm-hmm. midfield. Um, our backline's very young, um, so I've been hanging out a bit with um, Lever as I normally do. 
but he's um he's Gorney's right hand man. So as soon as we're out of our rotations, he's back back with Gorney. So yeah, um, mate, it's hard to replace him. So I don't think I'll try to, and I'll just. So a bit of uh, Steve time at the club. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'm actually hang out with the physio and the. And the other that's that's when you, you know you get. Yeah. I'm sitting <laughs> upstairs with the coaches, having a coffee with the coaches. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, what am I doing? I need to get out of here. That's great. Um, so yeah, nah, we'll, we'll see. Oh, very good. Well, all the best for the season. Now, uh, no doubt, I'll see a bit of you and uh, and yeah, Hibo. Whatever you're doing, uh, no doubt you'll uh, be doing amazing things. But enjoy family time and and the break and. Um, in summer with the sunnies on boys the hats hopefully they fit on the scone and thank you to everyone that tunes in Only Sport we hope you're really enjoying this uh, this one's probably a little bit longer we've got the boys together and got to soak it up so thank you hit subscribe if you haven't already um, tell your mates about this one if you, if you really enjoyed it and uh, yeah we'll see you on the next episode of Only Sport right here on American Aces cheers one more time because I really mean it I just want to say a massive thank you for all the support you continue to give us at the American Aces. If you want to further support us, make sure you like and subscribe, hit the follow button so you can keep up to date with all our exciting shows and announcements. Righto, now it's time to give our sponsors a massive plug. Struggling to make it to third base before striking out? Wood not driving like it used to? Let me guess, tackle's gone a little bit soft? No stress. If you're having issues in the bedroom, like erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation, Australia's favourite men's healthcare provider, Pilot, has all the clinical tools you need to get your game back on track. Thousands of Aussie men come to Pilot to get simple, discreet and clinical treatments online. Pilot has free shipping, auto refills and free follow-ups over text with practitioners. Get started today at pilot.com.au and remember, play hard until the final whistle with Pilot. Aces, I know I always talk about the Rixies, but I've got to offer you the discount again in case you've forgotten or in case you're sleeping under a rock. We have a special discount code for everyone that listens to this podcast or watch the podcast. It's Aces. Head online to rickseyewear.com.au and use the discount code Aces and you'll get 20% off. That's right, 20% off, one-fifth at checkout and free express shipping. So head online, rickseyewear.com.au and check it out.